So last time we met, you all had enjoyed the spoils and the celebration from defeating the demon. Uh, very well done. And over the course of the celebrations and the speeches given the king declaring that he was going to take better care of his people. So, you know, those that had turned towards the causes and aided the problems with the kingdom in this event wouldn't occur again. Uh, the king had also approached you all uh, saying that you were official citizens of the kingdom of Ember and were going to be given a choice to pick a free piece of property within the city of Dimcairn or to have one constructed for you um, as the hot springs were of such significant value to them and the fact that the threat became something that could have harmed the greater city in general and you guys managed to take it out so very thankful you guys rested up and then decided to kind of peruse your own interests. One of those be things being uh, visiting the Dwellin' Mines and Forge. Uh, you went to interact with the sisters. And as you were uh, making your way there, you noticed that some things seemed to be off. Some of the workers were a bit emaciated. Uh, things seemed to be on hard time. And as you conversed with them, Safel specifically asking about some crystals, some kind of odd look crossed their eyes. And they told you that their father was becoming a bit withholding as of late. And activity seemed to be bustling, though, quite, um, quite quickly within the mines. And they told you that, you know, if you wanted anything from within, you should probably talk to him. But you guys being the three that you are, you tried making your way into the mines only to find that even with some very smooth persuasion and the use of a suggestion spell, the same look came over the uh, officer in charge's eyes. And while Scylla tried grabbing Safel and Starcaller, you tried to wrestle your way through only to be caught by a mass of guards and pushed back towards the bridge and say, basically told, don't come back. So you went to the next thing on your list, which was the ruins. And as you approached, you got up to the top, a friendly guard allowed a ladder to be thrown over the side and the three of you entered into this desolate area. You crossed through a ruined stone archway, and as you went through the other side, you found yourselves in separate spaces, not seeing your friends. Safel conversed with someone who introduced themselves as Sekarak, this odd figure that seems to have knowledge of Safel's past, calling them a Geminus of the Astral Plane, a Luna or Lunar guardian. However, as we come back to this moment, we are somewhere else entirely. We're in the frigid cold, but to us, it doesn't feel that way. It feels kind of pleasant, warm even. And we see before us, from this point of view, we see what looks like a uh, axolotl lizard. Their long head kind of before, deep beneath the waters of the dark lake. And we see this view plunging deeper and deeper until we see emerging amongst the rocky beds a towering fortress city. And all about it, we see figures swimming, monstrous lizards moving about, all sorts of odd-looking, deep creatures off in the darkness, their natural bioluminescence signaling to various prey. And as we get closer, we see off in the distance beyond the city, this kind of odd flash of light that goes out very quickly. And then this ripple moves throughout the water, it comes across our faces, and we feel this, this pressure kind of rocks us back and forth. The large riding lizard before us seems to be a bit disgruntled. 
and we pick up our pace, diving closer towards the fortress city until we see these long strands of individual lights lighting up until we see an absolutely colossal figure swarm from out of the darkness and descend upon this fortress city, its long tentacles wrapping around its towers, ripping it in half, large hands sweeping down a mouth with these magnificent colorless-like eyes that also signal of a deeper darkness come down and swallow whole dozens of individuals. And we see ourselves sending quickly into the wreckage as these long arms and tentacles continue to destroy the city and we see ourselves pulling out figures trying to get them to safety and then Scylla we fast forward a little bit in time you're farther away in the murkiness you're still upon your wonderful steed and you see the last remnants of your home descending to the floor this once beautiful citadel that stood as a haven for you and your people now wiped out and these long tentacles from who we know as Dagon now fade off into the deeper darkness. And you hear beside you a voice. Ah, so you have seen something that comes from both the abyss and the greater darkness of space. You turn and you just see floating within the water beside you a drow. Arms folded behind his back, fingers clasped. Doesn't look like he's swimming for any reason. Do you think they're alive? Your friends that you saved. You... Uh, who, are, who are you? How are you in my mind? It's something I picked up a long, long time ago. I am Sekarak, and he gives you a deep bow. And you are... Uh, I think she's going to approach and see if she can, like, if he's corporeal. I realize that this is like a mix of weird things. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's very odd. You were walking into the ruins and the next second you're in this memory. Uh, you swim towards them. Do you dismount from your lizard or you do you take your lizard over to him? Uh, I take D'Artagnan over. Okay. As you uh, appro you approach, you see this Sekarak figure actually like take their hand and kind of brush over the head of D'Artagnan. Um, she, she watches that and she, I think it is like a calming uh, movement in a way. You asked if I think they're alive? Mm, yes. Did you truly do all you could to save them? She sits slumped upon D'Artagnan, and when they ask her this, she I think she immediately sits up straighter. Um, if you've seen this vision that I had, then you would know there was nothing I could have done. But I think when she says it, it's like she's convincing herself. Mm. Uh he kind of picks up on that and he goes, no, no, of course, of course. If I had been faced with such a god of a sort, I think I too would be given pause upon what I could truly do against such a creature. I think you did well for what you could, but I sense that this has been a pattern ever since. 
Why are you so scared of the fight, Scylla? I... I am not scared. I don't know who you are, but... You do not know what it was like. I might not have been there in that very moment with you, but I can see it here. I can feel what you feel. But what about this? And everything shifts, and we see you running away from a very familiar recent scene where a large demon frog is attacking your compatriots. They are making their way towards it and you are running back and then we see you stop and turn and you're looking back at it and you see this version of yourself. You are not them acting out this sequence again. I do not judge you for the choices you have made because clearly... Something made you go back in there. Something turned you around. Uh, she steps closer to this, like, watching herself. Like, I imagine her as, like, this uh, slightly uh, incorporeal person, like, watching herself and trying to run away from that fight and I think she's like standing very close and like watching her own expression um I wanted I wanted them to run with me but no one ran with with me either I didn't want to run and hide again Hmm. we see the memory kind of almost fast forward a little bit and we see you dimension dooring with your cloak up on top of the frog you coming down you're sailing its eyes clearly giving an advantage to your friends uh wounding it quite viciously and he goes bravo very well done you see Sila, i think you rather doubt yourself you shouldn't be. You're quite capable in a fight, as we can see right here. When you are surrounded by those that hold odd and fascinating power of their very own. Am I capable in a fight? Or did I just decide it didn't matter? It's a very good question for yourself. One you should probably ponder upon. I am only an interested party for the three of you. I've seen yourselves rather embroiled in something grander. And I am a collector of fine things. Now, that does not mean I want you. But you and your companions have something that I would very much like to keep. As it, well, the power within it, if allowed to be unleashed, could cause almost as much trouble as we are seeing here now within the Underdark. And I don't and what think is you truly see that. The egg, dear, the egg. Do you know why the great ruby dragon destroyed them, sent them off? No. They were truly intelligent, cunning, conniving, vicious. They almost destroyed the Drem dragons. So the great god could not let them survive. You hatch that egg without so much thought as the power you could be bringing back into the world. Well, I can keep that power in check. 
no one be harmed, and I do offer something in return, something more manageable, something that one of your friends is very close to, in fact. You have my friends. I do not have them. No, 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 no. You're all still here outside my home. And the view shifts, and you can see both Cephel and Artemis kind of standing there, staring off into the mists for a brief moment. There you What makes you... What makes you think that we could not handle the power of this egg. I understand that it is quite strong, but you can handle it. So who are you that we should trust you, but not ourselves? I don't see it so much as a trust thing. I see it as more of a transactional. You unleash it. It will destroy you. And it will destroy a great many lives. Perhaps many of the lives here that you have just spent the time saving. Who has the bag of holding, by the way? Uh, I think Savelle. Savelle does. Savelle's <laughs> I thought so. I just wanted to make yeah. sure. Savelle definitely has it. Yeah, Savelle usually keeps a hold of it. I think the yeah. only like extensive period of time that he didn't have it was when the red egg was with Sue and Scylla. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, thank you. And he gave it to Indigo for the um the Deep King's vault maneuver. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Okay. What happened the um remind me, who has the red egg? Uh pretty sure the Oh god, what was their name? Them Jelly Boys still got it. Yeah. The Blue Man Group has yeah. it? Yeah, the Blue Man Group has it. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Yeah, they, we got the the bag back from them, but there was no egg in it. Okay. People be stealing our eggs, man. Yeah, I mean, come on. I just want one. <laughs> I offer you something of great power, something more, far more capable of understanding you and your compatriots and probably stands a far better chance of aiding you in fighting off Dagon than the one you keep. And what is that that you offer? That is hard to say as it is being currently shielded or warded by someone that has a great bit of a vendetta against your friend Sefell. Hmm. Something about a destroyed home and a sister. But This means very little to me. It's very well. Seeing as you're not convinced. Yeah. And he disappears. Starcaller. Yes. As you walked through the archway with Safel and you no longer see them, you take a step forward or two until your foot hits something. And as you look down, you see a dead body at your feet. Charred by flames and as you look up all you see is this massive field far before you ruined in flames and bodies you see the occasional figures fighting with each other trees burning smoke everywhere the cries and screams you see crows pecking at bodies well well You swore an oath of conquest. Is this where it will lead, Starcaller? And you see the drow figure. Uh, Starcaller will meet his eyes and... No, no, there will be 
No need for such barbarity. Once my enemies are crushed beneath my iron fist. Is this, as he waves an arm out over all the bodies, is this not what your iron fist will lead to? No. When I am done, no one will dare raise a flame or a spark for fear of the shadow of me. Mm. This seems very different from the star collar that has helped much of Dim Can of late. Yes, you have used your fist and bruised some enemies, but this attitude speaks of something darker that perhaps lays within. Deep inside my heart, I know that I have the iron and the will to do what is necessary for Dinkan, for the Underdark, for the Elysian Plains above. I am what is necessary. Hmm. And what lengths will you go to? What will you sacrifice of yourself or others to achieve this goal? There is little I would not give for a world free of the clutches of demons and devils. I think that would be a better world and much worth bleeding for. Would you give up an evil that you carry with you? What evil would this be, stranger? I carry no such impediment. Your friends carry an egg. A valuable egg, no doubt. But a force within it that is quite dangerous and powerful. It could cause just as much ruin as demons, devils, and all manner of war. The, the egg that they, they brought with them, that they carry in a bag that they bathed in the lava pools? Surely this is a grave overstatement. No, no. It is not. I am old enough to tell you that I have read and seen glimpses of the past troubles that these creatures have unleashed. And I would not have it done so again, not by those who do not realize the true power that lies within their hands. Now I offer you, in exchange, your friend Sefel longs for something within the mind, something he does not truly realize that is tied to himself more deeply than he can imagine. It rivals upon the power that you already hold, but this one, because of its very nature, could serve you better than this egg you carry. All I need is for the three of you to agree to hand over the egg, and I will point you on your merry way. No harm, no foul. What do you think? Seems a simple thing to me, then. I have no use or need for this egg. If you say it would benefit us, then take it. But know this, you are close by, and if you have a hatchery experiment of your own, I will return, and in much less of a comforting mood. I have no doubt... Artemis, that you will return someday. But do not worry, I will not be hatching this egg. And should you ever find yourself in great need, and in exchange for something of great value, information, that axe will do quite nicely for a price. 
and he winks out. It's fell. No time has passed. You have just mm. been told this grand title of who you supposedly were. What is this title supposed to mean to me? That is entirely up to you of what it means now. In your past life, it was quite a responsibility, one you wielded with a great bit of power, heft. You know many things, or you purport to. I believe that you feel you are right to ask the price that you have. But I don't know what this title, this claim of my past is supposed to convince me of. I don't feel like I've gained anything. You asked for a little bit of trust, some truth in this situation you find yourself in as you have stepped in my home. How would I verify this truth that you have granted me? You can't unless you find someone else that has met you before. You are a smart creature. Do you know of any of these? I do, but I will not offer them without my price. And our time draws short for someone watches us from within you. What does that mean? He kind of smiles and grins. You have succumbed to one of the very enemies that you hunted down in your former life. It's rather sad, really, to see you in such a state and succumbing to their whims, their desires, becoming more and more like the Illithid before. He's kind of frustrated. Our time draws short. If you give me your egg, I will offer the information you need to enter into the mines find the crystals and that which is far more connected to you in your past than this egg here in your bag trust me or don't trust me that is fine but i offer no more you may counsel with your friends and he snaps his fingers and the three of you find yourselves just on the other side of this stone arch. In the same misty, ruinous space, you do not see the figure, this drow figure, Sekarak. Is everyone all right? Yes, quite, quite well. I'm assuming you have also met our host, as it were. Did we all speak to them? I suppose we did. It looks like it. What did we he ask you? We just stand there looking at each other. <laughs> just like, just Spider-Man like pointing at each other. Yeah, you, right. you say it first. Yeah. So, did you give him the egg or not, Seville? <laughs> uh, he he would not have. He didn't. Why not? If if I was going to be completely honest, he didn't give me time to. I. There is logic in what he asks for. We do not know who this individual is. We do not know what the egg is. I would disagree. We know that the egg will become a creature. A being, a beast. As any this egg does. Yes. Someone who can walk through visions. What does this... What does what do they want with such power? I don't know, but they know more about me than I am comfortable with. He told me he means to lock it away, which is well and good if you ask me. If it's 
being truly has the power, he says, perhaps it should not be hatched. We must weigh what would be gained, however. I mean, this is a being that knows us deeply, perhaps more than we know ourselves, which I do not like. But he seems to know what we are walking towards, or what we should be walking towards, if he is truthful. Yes, I do not understand why we would trust anyone who just enters our dreams or past and says things. What did he show you, Scylla? Well, he showed me when Dagon attacked my people, and then he showed me our previous encounter with the Slod. He's incredibly powerful as it is. I have... I have learned throughout time that there are two ways that you come to trust another. The first is through interaction and growing enough of a relationship that you believe they would not lie to you. The other is when they exhibit such superiority and strength of will that they would have no reason to lie to you because they do not believe they need to. I believe this creature falls under that category. What would he have to gain manipulating us with the truths of our past? We don't know. Perhaps this individual, Sekarak, cannot even... cannot take it from us forcefully. We don't know. Savell, he said something to me. About you. I was offered something powerful in return for the egg, to which they said that it's currently being guarded by someone who holds your memories. That's not what you said. Can you repeat it for me, Will? <laughs> someone from uh, his recent past, something about a sister. Someone that holds a vendetta against me. Someone from his recent past? Mm-hmm. I mean... He's... He's guarding it. Sorry. He said that he would trade me power in return for the egg, but the power is being guarded by someone who has information about your recent past. Do you have a sister, Safel? I don't know. I didn't know that I had a title before he spoke to me. And what title? Uh, some long, pedantic, egotistical title of some Geminis guardian astral. Are you embarrassed by your title, Savelle? No, I. Yes, this does not make any sense to me. If you guard it, why do you not flaunt it? Because it doesn't mean anything to me. It's it's as if someone walked into my life and told me that what the hell would you connect with I don't know like you're the master of graviturgy exalted of the deep elder of the illithids Safel the old I kind of like that title better <laughs> <laughs> I kind of think that sounds cooler no what, what was it it he said that I was one of the Geminis Guardians of the Astral Plane, a being known as the Luna Warden. Never. It, it sounds so esoteric. How am I supposed to make sense of that? You are the smart one, Safella. We are rather hoping you can figure things out. Yes, this isn't really our expertise. <laughs> and the fact that I am lost should tell you everything you need to know. Well, this is how I feel all the time. Yes, I suppose this this level of ignorance is just relative to you. 
I don't know. I need time to make sense of this. I do not think you have it. I think he wants an answer. And I think he wants it soon. Give him the eggs, Sifel. Find out who you actually are. Allow me to weigh it this way. He spoke to me of... He also mentioned power. Something within the minds that I was seeking. Some connection I have to the... He mentioned the crystals. I told him nothing of them. But I am somehow connected to them more so than... This egg. If they are down there, which we were already suggesting... He's not saying things that were so far out of the realm of possibility we were already considering them ourselves. I think the trade-off may be worth it. I can see that you've already made up your mind. Savelle, all I would say is this trade may give you what you seek. But this egg might have been salvation for my people. So I would hope that whatever comes out of it is worth it. Thank you, Sula. I... I don't take that lightly. I hope you know that. I would not... Neither do I. I don't know how to speak to him again. Do we need to walk through the... Are we, yeah. are we under me, the arc? Like, 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 down the arch again. <laughs> yeah, like walk around it and go through it again. You walk around, you walk around the arch, and you just hear this exasperated sigh of like, "I'm, I'm right here." Listening the whole time. Yes, yes, I was. Have you come to a decision? Didn't you just say you were listening the whole time? <laughs> I did not hear a definitive answer. That's because we don't like the answer that we've come to. Especially when we don't know what is before us, but we are trusting, or whatever gross, twisted version of trust this is. I am not trusting you. I am trusting Safel. And Safel reaches into the bag of holding, and removes the obsidian dragon egg. You take out this very large, large egg and Sekarak says, you may set it upon the ground. I will grab it. And assuming that you do, unless you're pulling some kind I, of trick here. I just have one question. This does not... This will not decide whether or not you get this egg. I have already made what choice I will. But you have pointed us towards the mines. You have mentioned the crystals. We were already heading there ourselves, but something bars our way. What do you know of this? And how would you see us follow this path? Have you set the egg upon the ground? He will as he says this. Okay. Um, all of you make perception checks. Jesus. I'm really I'm gonna, good at those. I'm gonna sing. I told you so. <laughs> I want Sam really badly to get a good perception roll because <laughs> you've like historically every time almost had it's always a like a four yeah it's horrible i feel bad <laughs> so what you got sam what you got 18 oh hell yeah, yeah. Nice. all right i got a seven. seven i got a 15 okay uh Scylla, you're the only one to catch it however mm -hmm. all three of you notice the aftermath Scylla, you notice that from behind Sekarek in the mists kind of swirling about him, 
you see this very large, giant kind of shadow loom up to some kind of very large figure, and that shadow just whips through, and that egg is gone. And then that shadow disappears. But Sekarak is still there and goes, A previous altercation, Zavell, that you had upon a lonely island within the Dark Lake. You killed a sister of a very powerful coven. Madame Delve. Yes. Now one of Madame Delve's sisters has been following you for a time and has made their way here into the city. They have, in, they have used their influence to incite greed in hoarding within the Dwellen family, though that was not too hard to achieve considering their own flaws. But now they very quickly have moved within the mines, looking for the very treasure that you yourself seek. They wish to take it from you. I can give you a short span of time to make it past those guards of the mine. Make your way quickly, for she summons something to eat what you hold dear. And don't worry, Star Carla, this egg will not be hatched. But the treasure... Oh, the treasure that you're going to find. I think you will find this trade most worthy, and for the three of you, should you find something so interesting again, don't forget to call on me. Be quick. Snaps his fingers, and the three of you find yourselves outside the wall, now eggless. What do you do? Do we have our... We remember that whole thing? You do. No. Did you all see the egg be removed? Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I saw, saw the egg disappear. I saw that it was removed. It was it was quite fast. A large, giant shadow. What? I don't. It's not something I've seen before. But yes, a a large shadow came and swiftly swiped it away. Something else grabbed the egg other than Sekarak. He didn't seem worried that it was gone, which to me would indicate that... He had it. Or something he bargained with had it. It's interesting. When he probed my mind in my sleep the other night... I didn't picture a creature of such power would appear as a mere drow. It's possible that this being is something greater appearing to us as something a little more digestible. I wouldn't put anything past something like that. Well, the fellow we all know that looks aren't all they're cracked up to be. Not going to dig into that one. I was talking about how you were a hideous cephalopod monster, but I seemingly an okay guy. You know, I had caught on to that, and I'll take the compliment that hides deep, deep within. I do think we should move, though. He said we had a limited window. I believe right. we should head back to the mines. Be as you say. Let us go. Onward. So you guys start making your way back over towards the mines. And as you approach, you still hear the sounds of the hammering within the smithy and the um, and the forges. However, as you get 
over towards the entrances of the mines, you see that all those guards that you had previously um, fought with and those that you had argued with don't notice you at all. And as you get closer and closer, you see that it's almost as if you're either invisible to them or they just can't make eye contact with you. For some reason, they're not registering that you are there. Quickly, yeah. make our way for the tunnel. I'm so shrugging. Are we going for the big door or the little door? You see the big door is still closed. The little one is open. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like that's sort of how they were organizing their, like, grab parties anyway, so. Mm -hmm. Cool. There's a little door. Let's go. Okay. You guys make your way over to the entrance and you slip through the handful of guards that are kind of rearranging themselves now outside the entrance to the smaller mines. And almost immediately, as you step into it, you feel the temperature drop. It gets very cold, which is probably a a little bit of a shock to your systems considering how warm and humid it generally is here within Dimcairn. And as you just you descend deeper into these these tunnels, you can see miners here at the beginning beginning as you get, you know, 100 feet in, 200 feet in, 300 feet in. You see those that are working, they're thin, they're emaciated, their picks are barely lifting up and coming back down upon the rock, breaking but a pebble, their breath almost freezing in the air your breaths start to get that cold. Now you reach a room that has five branching tunnels. What do you do? Does the air seem colder down one of them? Make a survival check. Anybody can roll this, not just you. Um, while they're doing that, I would like to use my divine sense to see okay. if I can mm-hmm. feel any celestial fiends or undead within 60 feet, but it's not a lot. You don't sense any. 10 on survival. 10, okay. Going to use one of my knowledges. And, okay. Cephel <clears throat> uh, will pop the the collar of his cloak. You were always better at determining the natural order than I was. Give me a hand here. Point the way. Ooh, much better. Uh, it turns into a 16. Okay. You feel that the second tunnel to the left holds for the greatest amount of cold air. In fact, you feel a draft come up. And as it kind of hits you first, it then crosses over Scylla. And you think, you think you hear something like a distant wailing coming from that direction. He sort of points the head of his staff down that tunnel this way. Keep your wits about you. I will lead. Wizard in the middle. Okay. Magic sandwich. Scylla, as you continue down this this tunnel, you see that those few miners, you only come across two, are just huddled up and they don't move, they don't see you, and it gives you pause when you come across a second one. Because you don't even see them blink. You don't see their breath. And so you stop and you poke them. And you realize they're frozen to death. Mm. Their skin, their scales kind of have this very light frosty sheen over little bits of their arms and legs. Do you continue We should be very 
we should be very careful. Something here, one of these beings, these sisters, clearly has strong power over the elements. Yes, when uh, I fought her sister, she had control of a beast and definitely a good amount of charm, but she controlled no power like this. Hmm. I will lead. Um, and Scylla keeps uh, taking the magicutioner sandwich further into the mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You continue to descend downwards, and you all kind of picked up on that wailing, keening sound. Just, Until eventually it stops. And you see that there's light coming about a hundred or so feet away. It's very kind of dim bluish light. How do you guys proceed? Um, Scylla's going to um, stop and kind of wait for everyone to catch up. Okay. Starcaller. Is this your expertise, perhaps, to scout ahead? I believe so. Uh, and I'll flip up the uh, hood of my cape, um, or cloak, I should say, and I will bonus action uh, release Dawn's Edge to get a little extra darkness. Okay. Mm. Nice. Great. Good, good. Uh, I would like to... I want, I want to see if I can sneak ahead and um, see what I can see. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll stealth for me. Pretty good, and that's pretty bad. Um, 22. Okay. You now, shrouded in this darkness, proceed forward, and... Oh, hang on a sec. Dun, dun, dun. And... There we go. Uh, as you enter in to this large cavern, a few things quickly catch your attention. The first thing you notice is the smell of, like, freshly turned earth. Which is odd, because you see stones all about you. In fact, you see six massive boulders covered in runic scrawls and writing that now float within the air before you. In between them, you see this medium, odd creature, three arms, three egg legs, a central eye, and a mouth atop its head that just <sighs> yawns open. And it seems to be walking towards the back of this room. You see this kind of turned earth and scorch mark within the center of the room. And from the edges of it, there seem to be these red and purple crystals. And then far in the back, you see more crystals. Very grand, tall, blue crystalline structures. This creature seems to be moving towards the back of the room where these blue sha uh, shimmering crystals tower above everything else. Wow. Uh, and how, how big is this guy, there, Will? He's probably uh, about eight or so feet tall. He's not overly large, but he's very wide, probably about 14 feet across with his arms spread. Okay. Wow. And, and do I see anyone else here in this chamber, or is it just our friend here? Make a perception check. Well, did you make this map? I did make this map. This is fucking hardcore. Oh, Thank yeah, you. dude. This is awesome. Uh, that's a 12. You don't see anyone else. Those stones, those six stones, are floating about ten feet off the ground, all of them. And oh, they're, like, shit. slowly rotating. There's something hmm. very odd about this room. 
Yeah, I don't like this at all. This I'm, is what we came for, for sure, though. I am all about this. Um, how how far would you say I am from my friends here, Will? You are, by the ruler of this map, <laughs> 80 feet away from this creature. Okay. And how for far our back? listeners at home, the crystal from where Starcaller is is 165 feet away. It's a big map. Yes, big it map. is. 165 how, feet to the back wall and about 190 feet across. How far back are Scylla and Sephel? They're probably about 25, 30 feet behind you. Cool. Then, yeah, I, I'm just going to, like, scuttle back towards them. Okay. Uh, friends, um, it is as uh, um foretold, there is some sort of creature ahead. Uh, there are some beautiful crystalline structures and a strange chamber. I think I think we are in the right place. We've seen a lot of crystal. What what kind of structures oh, are you seeing? Seen, well, there's a gigantic blue crystal, and then there's uh, six floating stones that slowly rotate on axis, carved of strange runic. I, I, I think we're in the right place. Yep, no, that sounds, that sounds pretty on point. <laughs> Describe this creature? Uh, yeah, it has, like... Three legs and three arms and one giant eye and mouth. It's looks kind of gnarly. Um, I'm gonna blow does this up sound like anything so we've heard of before? It. Yeah, have either of us heard of this? Oh, oh God! Make Arcana checks. Oh, that's disgusting, and I hate it. <laughs> uh, I don't want to say what that looks like, but it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> This is not good. <laughs> Twelve. You Twenty-five. You, Safel, strangely recall what this creature is, and it's very surprising that it would be here, as it's from the elemental plane of Earth. This is a Zorn. A Zorn? Mm-hmm. And they consume gemstones and precious metals. Oh, they tunnel through the earth and rock and consume all such treasures. If this is the creature I believe it is, it is as Sekarak said. This creature has most likely been brought here to consume the crystal before we can make our way there. Well, we, we should hurry then. swiftly. Say no more. Yeah, I'll 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 lead them back to the to the chamber where we can engage. Okay. You all enter into this chamber now. You see the figure is even closer now to the back. This monster, this Zorn going towards the blue crystals. However, Safel, as you enter into this room, you feel this like odd like heart pound <laughs> and you see all of you see the stones the six very large runic ones start to spin almost a little bit faster and there's this intense energy that seems to be bearing down upon the three of you what do you do Does it feel like um, Safel's magic? In fact, it does. It feels Ooh. like it, gravity is intensifying within oh, this very room. Cool. I'm going to break wide. I don't like being this clump here. See you guys later. Yeah, no, that's smart. Um... Uh, yeah, Scylla's so going to... She's probably gonna wait for them to like back off a little bit, and then she's probably gonna make a target of herself. And she like steps forward and like waits. Okay, how do you make a target of yourself? Uh, well, once Scylla sees that both um, Safel and um, Starcaller are relatively hidden, there's not a whole lot of hiding spots here. No, those um, those big stones here are floating ten feet off the ground. They offer no cover unless you're in the air. Okay, yeah. Um, she's going to um, have her shield on her arm, get out her trident, uh, and she's going to step forward her full 30 feet. Mm -hmm. um, and then this creature across the room 
Um, she's going to call out, um, Beast! Are you capable of hearing? And she shouts it across the cavern. See this large, wide creature just moving on its three odd trunk-like legs turn. You see its one golden kind of eye blink at you, and then its mouth atop atop its head just seems to be speaking at you. But you don't understand it. Would Safel understand it? Uh, I'll allow you to roll an intelligence check to see if you can identify its language. Okay. Uh, well, it's a 15, but I do speak primordial. It's not primordial. It's speaking Terran. Ooh, okay. Yeah. But you can, I imagine primordial is like a mix of all the native languages of the prime, like the, the elemental planes. So you pick up bits and pieces of it and you think out of the few words that it said to you is that it had no quarrel with you, only that it's hungry. Scylla also speaks primordial. So you then you understand that a little bit as well. Um, I think she would yell back in Primordial to see if it understands even a little bit of what she's saying. Um, you need to leave and return to your home. And you can kind of pick it out there and it says... It can't. It was summoned here. Mm. And it turns away from you and continues towards the crystals. Uh, Savannah, we don't want this, right? <laughs> no, do not let it eat the crystals. <laughs> it kind gonna, of defeats the whole purpose of us coming here. Yeah. I'm going to try to um, kind of still rush around the outside of this giant circle and kind of not cut it off per se, but kind of attempt to keep pace. Okay. Scylla, you're charging at it? Um, I, I want to dash toward it. Um, yeah. yeah. Is your intention hostile? <laughs> Her intention is defensive of the crystal. Okay. That's a, that's a yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I She's... was gonna say, you're, you're yeah. trying to stop it. <laughs> As Are you, you gonna hug it? I think I think she was gonna try and run up and around it to stand between it and the crystal. Okay, so you're gonna get well, up. I don't know how purposes. fast it is, so I might not. Yeah. yeah. Um, as you start Spending sprinting your way towards it, you all hear this. <laughs> Finally, you arrived. I will have it destroy all those things you hunt down while I consume your friends, fell. <laughs> and that's where we'll end it today. Oh man, is that the time? We're overdue for another check-in with you fine listeners. Thanks as always for being here right up to the outro. We really appreciate that. You will never believe this, but we recently hit our one-year podcast anniversary and 3,500 downloads. It's truly been a blast. We're having just a grand old time and we look forward to another 50 episodes to come. Hopefully you join us for those next 50. That being said, we do have an exciting announcement. We have launched a coffee page. Yes, that's K-O-F-I page. There's no pressure to do so, 
But if you want to toss a coin to your witchers, that's us. You can head to ko-fi.com slash the madness table. All donations will go first toward our monthly operating costs, which include our podcast hosting software, items like that. But our ultimate dream is to be able to upgrade our setups, to be able to offer live stream recording sessions to get that sweet, sweet video content to accompany our audio. Uh, if you're not able to donate, but you want to support the show, we would just adore you if you left that five-star review in whatever podcatcher you're currently listening in, or if you just spread the word and tell a friend. We would be eternally grateful for that support. So that's it. Until next time, when... The madness can-